0: Hi, and welcome to episode 4.2 of Rambling About Greek Mythology, a podcast where I just talk about a lot of Greek mythology. So, this is another appendage episode where I'll just be telling a lot of information and stories, um, more so the stories than just, like, you know, facts, 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 as the last uh, appendage episode was. But unlike the last episode where it was, there was a bit more leeway of not listening to it in terms of, like, trying to world build... Um, this episode's a bit more 50-50 in that regard, because certain stories are just so niche and so specific that we just won't naturally encounter them uh, unless, like, uh, some, like, you know, source work that we get to talk about will actually mention them. So, that is something to keep in mind. Um, but, yeah, so what will we be talking about? Uh, we will be talking about the children, and their children, of Astraeus, Helios, and Atlas, in that order. So, without further ado, let's dive right in. So, the children of Astrius. We're going to list them out, um, and mostly talk about them, and then who are their kids. We will talk a bit about um, stories in relation to some of these kids, because they do have important ones that we won't just get to naturally talk about. So, the first one we have is Zephyrus. Zephyrus, also known as in Roman mythology, is the West Wind. And so he was married to Podargy, um the Harpy, so a child of Thaumas and Electra, and together they were the parents of Balius and Xanthus. Uh, they're this immortal horse duo who were uh, the horses of Achilles, actually. So we will get to see them again in the Iliad and talk about them a bit more there where they have a really cool episode. Then next, we have uh, a little story that I wanted to tell you about, about Zephyrus. So zephyrus um is also said to have killed this young boy named hyacinthus uh he was a son of emmy and Diomede, or pieris and cleo the muse of history um because he was jealous of the boy loving apollo uh so he like hyacinthus and apollo were like hanging out and seemingly quite in love and they were they were throwing a discus um and apollo had hyacinthus go retrieve it but when hyacinthus went to go retrieve it it bounced back and smashed into his face and like completely decked him and so from the story the hyacinth is said to have come about um, and it's said to have the greek letters like alpha iota alpha iota on it which is like ii it's like the wailing sound that you will see sometimes in greek tragedy so that's just a little fun fact to know uh, the next child we're going to talk about is boreas boreas is the north wind um, he is known as Aquilo to the Romans, and so, who was he married to, right, who did he produce his kids with, and her name was Orathea, at least most of his kids, she is this daughter of Erechtheus, king of Athens, and Praxithea, um, Praxithea being that daughter of Diogonea and Phrasimus that we talked about last episode, so, like every couple, there's some stories to how they got together, Boreas's is not amazing, um, he stole away Orathea while she was dancing near the Ulysses River and then raped her and they had four kids. Um, their names were Kayone, Cleopatra, Zetes, and Calais, a set of twins. Um, he's also said to have had three other sons, Lycurgus, Butes, and Hymus, as opposed to who their parentage was is a little disputed here and there. Um, Lycurgus like and Butes are only significant because of uh, their relationship to Boreas being a Thracian king. Um, so we'll get to talk about a bit more about Thrace actually when we detail them. So Caioni, Caioni, uh, the daughter of Boreas and Orathea, she was said to have borne Eumolpus to Poseidon, um, but was ashamed of him because she thought her father would like you know expel her or something. So she threw him into the sea, but Poseidon saved him. Um, Eumolpus was then given to Benthysicami, a daughter of Poseidon and Amphitrite actually, and Eumolpus tried raping her, um, leading to him getting, like, banished from uh, the, like, Ethiopian city he was in with her. He eventually ends up becoming the father of Ismaris slash Imaradas, like, while he's in Thrace. But then he was trying to plot against the Thracian king tagirius so he gets banished again, but then because his son didn't get implicated, his son ended up becoming a Thracian king because he married the guy's daughter, and then he got at the kingship. So the guy is just a terrible person. And he apparently in certain versions he does get pretty involved in the Eleusinian mysteries, these really spooky mysteries that we hope we may get to talk about in more depth in like a separate episode. But like, I don't know, I feel like the moral of the story is Kyone probably foresaw how bad of a person he was going to be. That's like my only thing as to, you know, like her throwing him into the sea. But yeah, so then we have Cleopatra. Um, Cleopatra, uh, another daughter of Boreas and Orthea, married Phineas, king of Salmidesus, and either a son of Agenor and Telephasa, who we talked about actually just last episode, or phoenix the son of Agenor and some cassiopeia and so phineas is like this blind seer that we'll get to talk about a lot more shortly um in terms of like a little story related to him but he's the blind seer who the argonauts eventually consult so cleopatra and phineas are said to have had twins or just two children perhaps their names are very varying so i'm going to give the entire list you can choose whichever one you want, honestly. So Pandion and Plexippus is one pairing. Garimbas and Espondus is another pairing. Polydector and Polydorus is another pairing. Parthenius and Krambus is another pairing. Or Oreathis and Krambus is your last pairing. So choose any of those five, and you should be more than content. whole idea is they have two children that eventually get treated very poorly by his second wife, Adaya, Once Cleopatra is left, I guess. Then we have Calais and Zedes. Or Zedes and Calais is how they're more often called. They were this winged brother duo who were actually Argonauts. And they were known as the Boreades. So depending on the version, when they reached Phineas, uh, like the Argonauts reached Phineas, they helped their brother-in-law with his harpy problem. And one of two things happened. So either they chased the harpies but couldn't catch up to them and both the Harpies and them died of uh, exhaustion, well, sorry, the Harpies died of exhaustion, and they died because they were fated to die if they could not overcome someone, in like a chase, I guess. Or two, they chased them to the Strophades Islands, where Hermes or Iris, uh, it just depends on your story, promised they would not bother Phineas any further, and Zetes and Cleus turned around. Um, so, this is kind of the idea why the Strophades Island is known as, like, the turn. I think, like, stroke... I don't remember the Greek now. I, I, My Greek professor would kill me. But, like, you have, like, a strophe and antistrophe in, like, you know, Greek plays. And it's, like, kind of, like, the response to each other and the, kind of, like, the turning. So, that's why it's, like, a turning point. Um, and they... So Zedes and Cleus actually ended up dying, though, when Heracles caught them at Tenos, this island, uh, after the funeral games of Pelias, the, like, uncle of Jason, the, like, head of the Argonauts that we'll talk about later. And so Heracles kills them because uh, at Mycia, when he got off to look for his companion Hylas, uh, Zedes and Cleus really pushed for the Argonauts to leave and convinced them eventually, so Heracles killed them for that. Now, next, we have Hymus, uh, son of Boreas, and he was married to Rhodope, either an Oceanid or a daughter of Strymon, just depends on your version. So they had a son named Hebrus, or Hebrus, um, who gave his name to the river actually in which Orpheus's uh, cut off singing head floated. Or maybe that may be like a connection just purely based off of name and not necessarily a 100% true connection, but. Regardless, Hymus Hymus and Rhodope were super bold actually, and they started a cult where they would just call themselves Zeus and Hera. And Zeus and Hera do not appreciate this, nor do they ever appreciate this uh, when people try to liken themselves to them too. So they turned them into mountains. So there's like a famous Rhodope mountain, and like Mount Hymus, Mount Rhodope. And so this scene actually is one of the panels that Athena wove in her contest with Arachne. Uh, so that's just kind of like a neat little thing, because, you know, you always wonder, what are the, what did she weave? Like, you get it always gets described vaguely, so that's one of the panels she wove. And Hebrus, or Hebrus, apparently was like this super fast guy, and in the Aeneid, he's compared to a girl named Harpelis, who I believe is Thracian, but I could be wrong in that respect, don't quote me on that part, um, but apparently she could run so quickly, horses could not take over her. Pretty absurd in my opinion. Finally, um the person of note is Eosphorus, also known as Lucifer to the uh Romans, so the whole idea is like the Dawnbringer. And he fathered two guys, Saex and Didalion. So Saeix was a king of Trochus, and he married Alcyone, daughter of Iolus and Anarete. And so he was a super nice dude in one version. Um, Heracles took refuge with him after actually killing Eunomis, uh just this cupbearer for Oeneus, uh, the guy who fathered Daenira and Melieger. Um So he killed that cupbearer, the son of Architelles. And so he came to Saeix's like, home and was like, please. And Saeix was like, for sure, for sure. He also was said to have welcomed Peleus when he was banished from Aegina for The killing of his half-brother Focus, which we talked about um, a while ago, now I want to say, unless it was just last episode. Everything's starting to blend together. Um, But there was the whole story with the Nereids and how he uh, killed his half-brother Focus and the whole idea of how intertwining stories exist. So yeah, so Saix was the guy who received him. Um, Heracles actually helped Saix drive off the hostile Gyopas, just like a rival uh, group, and Saex lost his son Hippasus when Hippasus went with Heracles to Oikalia so that Heracles could lay siege upon Eurytus, this king who had like refused him the payment of his daughter Ioli. But again we'll talk about the stuff later. Um, he also lost he also lost his son in law Cycnus, uh, this son of Ares, uh, and husband of Themistonoia or Themistonoia, the wife or the daughter of Saeix. So he lost his son in law. And his son, to Heracles, and still, when Heracles' kids, when Heracles died, his kids like, came to Saix, uh, to seek refuge, and he tried to help them as long as possible, until he realized he could not out like uh, withstand or like hold out on Eurystheus, so he sent them to the Theseus to keep them safe. So he either died, uh, while on a trip to the Delphic Oracle in a sea storm, and that's where his wife and him both ended up becoming turned into halcyons or kingfishers and like the whole thing is is like you know during a certain time in the winter when halcyon's eggs are hatching like the tides are allegedly supposed to stop to like save them or in the other version where he's not i guess a nice dude in terms of like the immortals eyes um he and his wife also referred to each other as Zeus and hera and they got turned into halcyons then we have Didalion. So Didalion was just a big hunter boy, Um, just really liked hunting, and so one day his daughter Kyone actually lay with, or like, went, like, lied in bed, I don't know, I don't know, whatever it is, uh, slept with both Hermes and then Apollo, and so she bore Autolycus and Philemon respectively, Autolycus is like a super famous, um, thief, and, uh, Philemon is, like, a super famous musician we'll get to talk about, and she started bragging about how she was more beautiful than Artemis, and Artemis's chastity is why she had no one, like, pursuing her. Um, this led to her getting shot in the mouth and dying, so, like, she literally got, like, shot in the tongue and then just died. Uh, this is pretty brutal, pretty metal, way to kill. But yeah, so Didalion threw himself off of a cliff out of grief and was turned into a hawk by Apollo. So now those are all the kids of Eosphorus, and we have now completed all the kids of astrius that are worth notice- noting so we can now move on to helios so helios has um a fair amount of kids fair amount of lovers but let's first talk a bit about him so he's the sun god and he has his chair he has a chariot that he like is drawn in i guess and is like you know how the sun takes its path across the sky and so it was drawn by four horses named Eus, or like Eus, Aethiops, uh, Bronte, and Sterope. So Bronte and Sterope are sound a lot like Brontes and Steropes. The Cyclopes, pretty sure there's like some connection based to like their names probably being related to light. And that's why they're both like the crafts, those are like the craftsmen of like lightning bolts and stuff. Um, but Ovid says they uh the horses are named Eus that stays the same but it's Perro like Perois or Puro it's like P Y R O I S then Ithon and Phlegon. Ithon's like a super common horse name so like that should just be one to remember but yeah so like he's said to be drawn by those four horses horses seem to always be named and seem to be good to know at least for buzzing for like myth is just kind of like oh yeah look horse names. So, who are his lovers and kids? Um, so, the first one we're going to talk about is Clymene. Uh, she bore uh, Aigle and Phaethon to Helios, even though she was married to a guy named Mirops, uh, the original, like, ruler of Kos. This is just this place. So, Phaethon's story is kind of an L, honestly. Um, so, his friend Epaphus, son of Io and Zeus doubted his divine fathership. And Python, you know, he being a kid was like pretty distraught by that. You know, he was very sure that his mom wouldn't lie to him. So he's like, mom, who's my dad? Where is he? And his mom's like, your dad is Helios. And this is where he is. So he somehow goes to Helios's palace and talks to him directly. And he's like, okay, Helios, if you're my dad, you would swear by the river sticks that you would do anything that I ask of you and you know Helios is like yeah for sure I'd do anything like I'll start on the sticks like anything that I can within my power and Python asked to guide Helios's chariot and Helios is like huh and Python's like I want to ride your chariot and Helios is like "Uh, I really don't think that's the move if you think so I guess um and so Phaethon loses his control like an idiot, burns Libya, which is why it's said to be a desert, and then Zeus smites him with a thunderbolt to save humanity and the mortals, and he ends up, his burning body that keeps on burning, ends up in the river Eridanus slash Po. Then Helios' kids by Neira, uh this daughter of Zeus and Gaia, who are named Lempetia and Phaethusa, they're known as the Heliades, as well as Aigle. Wept for him so hard on that on that river that they were turned into poplars and their tears were turned into amber. Um, so that's just kind of shows you again another classic example of this motif of like people grieving so hard and you want to relieve them of it so they get like transformed a lot of the time. It can also be used for, from time to time for giving explanations for like why certain sources produce liquids and such. Then Helios married a. I guess maybe lied with a uh, nymph named Rode, or Rode, uh I don't know if I said it like that. Rhodae or Rhode. Uh, this daughter of Poseidon and Amphitrite. And he fathered six sons and one daughter who ruled Rhodes. And the Colossus, like the Colossus of Rhodes, was said to have been erected in his likeness. So the names of the kids were Actus, Candalis, Cercophus, electrione the daughter uh Ochimus, okimus tenages and triopas the sons are mostly remembered since they instituted the practice of sacrificing to gods on altars bereft of fire and like one of the sons is said to have possibly been the father of like the three principal cities on Rhodes. otherwise um how other versions go is that lay polymus with a silent T at the beginning, the son of uh, Heracles and Astyache, uh this daughter of Phylos, just some Thysprosian king, founded the principal cities on Rhodes, actually. It is said that Althimenes, the son of Catreus, uh, son of Minos, the son of like Zeus and Europa. So uh, Althimenes is said to have come to Rhodes and like settled there after like a whole story that we'll get to talk about later. One tradition actually says that Polixo, the wife of Polymus, killed Helen on Rhodes out of, like, revenge for Helen causing Polymus' death by causing the Trojan War. So yeah, there's, like, a fair amount of little things that occur on Rhodes, um, but for the most part, Rhodes is a pretty isolated area in terms of, like, what happens there and what's significant to even know. Finally, by Perseus, uh, the Oceanid, Helios fathered Aetes, Aiga, Circe, Perseus, and Pasiphae. So let's dive into all of these kids. Um, Aetes was a Colchian king. Um, his palace was made by Hephaestus for Helios, actually. He was the father of Chalciope and Medea by Idea, the Oceanid we talked about previously. And he was also the father of a son named Absyrtus by Asterodea, this just daughter of Zeus. Sometimes she's said to possibly be an Oceanid or like Nyad, um, but daughter of zeus is one other possibility we'll talk about all of them in a lot more depth when we get to the argonaut section allegedly though i guess someone we will not really ever talk about again uh except maybe a little later uh is either a nurse of zeus who is where the term aegis derives from or in like one rather Dumb story. Um, she was apparently super bright, like just so blindingly bright that the Titans were like, "Mom, please put her in a cave on Crete," um, because apparently she was so bright they like could not see while trying to attack Olympus. And Zeus was said to have fathered Aegipan upon her. Um, he's a super uh, critical figure in the fight against Typhon that we will get, eventually get to. Circe. Now, was a witch on Aiaia, her island, uh, who figures in the Odyssey and some side stories here and there, Um, but her, like, favorite pastime is transforming people who shipwreck into beasts. So, like, people who shipwreck on Aiaia, she will just turn into a bunch of random animals. It's pretty great. Then, we have Pasiphae. Pasiphae was the wife of Minos, who bore to him Catreus, Deucalion, Glaucus, Androgeus, slash Eurygais. so apparently Androgeus and Urigaeus, uh, just know that those could possibly be the same name, uh, Akale, Akakalus, um, Ariadne, and Phaedra, um, yet she's also bore the Cretan bull, the seventh labor of Heracles by the Minotaur, um, it's a pretty weird story, uh, but just to sum it up quickly, because of various um i guess just curses she ended up having the hots for the minotaur and so she had Di- daedalus daedalus the famous famous architect fashion her a like cow like shell within which she went in and then they produced the Cretan bull that's what she's really left her mark on in history honestly uh, given that being all the kids of Helios, let's now finally move on to Atlas. So Atlas, the son of Iapetus and Clymene or Asia, depending on your version, produces children in groups, so that hopefully will make it a lot easier. These are also rather, uh, some of them, more than others, rather famous groups to know. So the first group he's said to have fathered is the Hyades by Aithra the Oceanid. So what are their names? Because, um, you know, their groups... So it's Ambrosia, looks like just like Ambrosia, Coronis, Dione, Eudora, Pedile, Phyto, and Pelixo. They also have a brother Hyas, for whom they're named after. So they either became a part of the constellation Taurus for helping protect Bacchus from like Heras or Lycurgus, uh, this king of the Edonians in Thrace, and like son of dryas's rage or because they grieved so hard after hyas got eaten by a lion now i don't know what that story is but the man just got devoured by a lion like what so they ended up like crying a ton because of that the only significant Hyades though um are dione the wife of tantalus and mom of niobian pelops and then polixo just one of Danaus's wives the son of belus and ankanoa that we talked about before um, so yeah, just like, those are the two only ones you really need to know, if any. He then fa- was the father of the Hesperides by Hesperus, this daughter of Hesperus, son of Astraeus and Aeos. Uh, so their names are Aigle, Erethea, and Hespera, and so they were just the garden keepers of the garden of the Hesperides, which were a gift from Gaia to Hera uh, this gift was given because of the marriage of Zeus and Hera, and the garden's supposed to just be really nice, because it just has really nice apples, and, uh, yeah, so that's just pretty much it, it's supposed to be a really nice, uh, garden, and those are the three little, like, I guess not little girls, but those are the three, like, women that just, like, are there. Um, he then fathered the Pleiades by Pleione, another oceanid, their names are Alcyone, Kelino, Electra, Maya, Merope, Sterope, and Tagete or Tegete, whichever one you want to go. So, pretty much every single one's pretty important. Um, so, Alcyone was said to have uh, born to Poseidon, Aethusa, uh, Hyraeus, Hyperinor, Hyperes, and Anthus. The only really relevant one is Hiraeus. Um He had a treasury built by Agamedes and Trophonius, which uh, they famously had designed to steal from. So, Agamedes and Trophonius are these uh, children of Erginus, king of Boeotian or Archomenus, the son of Clymenus, who inherited, inherited the kingship from Arcomenus, son of Minyas. So, again, connections, connections right there. And so the fun story that happens here is that uh, Agamedes and Trophonius try stealing from this treasury and Agamedes gets caught in a trap. So Trophonius cut off Agamedes' head so they would not be exposed uh, in this little act of treachery they have performed. This sounds an awful lot like a Herodotus story that I had to read for a summer Greek class and I now really wonder if they're the same story or if one's based off of the other Regardless, um, Trophonius running with Agamedes' head, gets swallowed up by the earth after passing some place called Labadea. It seems to just be some place to know. Then, the same Hyraeus should also be the father of Orion. Um, so he had this, like, hide. Uh, I assume, like, a bull hide. And Zeus, Poseidon, and Hermes, after, like, having such good service, like, just visiting him, they literally all just urinated on this hide and then Orion grew from that, that's the really weird way um, his origin story is, but that is something to know, <laughs> um, so yeah, then we move on to Kalino, another Pleiade. so she actually bore to Poseidon as well, Lycus, who may be the brother of Nictaeus. they're like this duo that married into the Theban royal line, or this is just some random Lycus who just instantly got sent to the Isle of the Blessed, I don't I mean, there is, like, a Greek mythology thing about, like, the whole, like, good die young, so maybe that's why he gets sent so quickly, but beyond that, I'm not really sure. Then, we have Electra, So, she actually, with Zeus, had Dardanus and Yasion. So, we already discussed Dardanus and his relation to Troy as, like, an ancestor of Aeneas and, like, you know, all the kids he produced, but Yasion Um, was a mortal that slept with Demeter on a thrice plowed field at the wedding of Cadmus and Harmonia super famous event that we will get to talk about in due time and he fathered upon her Plutus, this this minor deity of agricultural wealth in certain versions Plutus is a bigger deal in terms of like spreading the knowledge and love for uh, agriculture but generally thought to just be some like minor deity then we have Maya. Maya is the youngest of the Pleiades and she bores Hermes to Zeus. Um, Hermes being one of the Olympians that we will eventually get to talk about. Then we have Merope. Merope is said to be the dimmest star in the constellation because she was the one to marry a mortal. So she marries Sisyphus, king of Corinth and son of Aeolus and Enarete. And she bore to him Glaucus, Ornition, Thersander, and Almus. So Almus, son of Merope and Sisyphus, fathered daughters named Chryse and Chrysogonea, whose sons ruled Boeotian or Commonus, which I'm sure I detailed out earlier. Then, like, not in this episode, but in uh, the previous. Then Glaucus was the father by Uranome daughter of Nisus, who was trained in wisdom by Athena, actually, of Bellerophon, a very famous hero that we will get to talk about in a new time, although tends to be that it was Poseidon who actually fathered Bellerophon and not really Glaucus. But anyways, Glaucus has his own fun little story we get to talk about. So he lost a chariot race at the funeral games of Peleos, the same one that Heracles killed Zetes and Cleus after. Uh, he lost his chariot race to Iolaus, the son of Iphicles and Automedusa. Iphicles being the son of Amphitryon and Alchemene, uh, also known as, like, the half-brother of Heracles, and Glaucus's horses went mad and ate him. Um, so the speculation is that he actually, Glaucus fed his horse's human flesh, similar to, like, the mares of Diomedes. And then his ghost spooked the isthmus of Corinth for generations after. So, like, that's just like a fun little story behind, like, why that is said to be a thing. Then we have Thersander. So, Thersander slash Thersandrus, depending on your version, was this father of Haliartus and Coronis. Um, their significance is that they went to Athamas uh, because Athamas like called for them um, when he had like no heir. Um, so he's like, oh, I can call on my, like, sons, or my brother's sons' uh, kids to come take the throne. And they were kings until Phrixus, son of Athamas and Nephili, or Presbon, um, Phrixus's son, came to claim the throne. And these guys are, like, super nice. And, like, the only people in mythology, honestly, who would do this... Um, they actually just ceded the throne and then founded their own towns, named Haliartus and Coronis. Um, so yeah, like they were just super chill people. Then we have Sterope. Uh, she married Oenomaeus, uh son of Ares and Harpina, or sometimes Sterope in some versions. Although I don't think if her- Sterope is the mother in the version, she is also said to be the wife. Either way. Um, oenomaus was famously known for being the father of hippodamea and he would race, chariot-race suitors, and if they lost, he cut their head off. So, there's a list of suitors with, with whom he raced and then cut the head off of. There's Marmax, Mermnus, Hippothous, Eurylocus, Automodon, Pelops of Opus, Acarnon, Eurymachus, Lassius, Chalcon, Tricordonus, Alcathous, some son of Portheon, Aristomachus, and Crotalus. Pelops, son of Tantalus and Dione, actually won her hand in the end and beat Oenemaeus in the race. Finally, uh, of the Pleiades, we have Tegetae. She is this Pleiade that had a pretty unfortunate story. Um, she was like unconscious when she got raped by Zeus, And she produced Lacedaemon, one of the original leaders of Sparta. She was actually turned into a doe with golden horns by Artemis to try escaping Zeus. And when she turned back into a human, she dedicated the doe to Artemis, which is now known as the Cernician Hind, and is the third labor of Heracles. Um, So yeah, that's just a sad little story. And then finally, of... uh, Atlas's children. We have Calypso, the famous resident of ogugia or ogigia who kept Odysseus for seven years and bore to him either latinus or Auson or both. Um, sometimes she's said to have borne like two sons named like now Sithous and now Bolus. Although sometimes that's attributed to Circe or Circe and someone not who's not Odysseus. So yeah, um, ton of versions as per usual. That is pretty much everything for this appendage episode. Luckily, not as long as the last one. But again, the big thing is all these stories, all the connections you can start making as you realize how intertwined a lot of these relationships are. But more so than that, it should just continue to be world-building. You should start to see more of a clear picture of what things are happening, how they're happening within lineages and how like, time kind of progresses in mythology, while at the same time not progressing entirely linearly, because that's just how mythology seems to roll. Uh, as always, I hope this, edu- this podcast was educational, fun, and interesting to listen to. Uh, you have my email for any comments, questions, suggestions, complaints, concerns, um, anything you wish, and... Next time, uh, you get an episode will be on uh, Zeus's rise to supremacy, and specifically, the, what builds up to the Titanomachy and the Titanomachy. So, yeah, I hope you had fun, and that's everything. Take care.